I am vengeance. I am the night. I am. Completely hungover from the weed. Ooh, man. This is Matthew Barris, and welcome to another episode of Enter the Batcave. Yep, I tried to do the 420 episode. Unfortunately, I got hit with a copyright because I used some music. I was so high listening to the song and what have you. And, well, <laughs> as fun as that as it is, I did learn a lesson. Never work when you're high. Yep. Definitely never work while you're high, and I'm still affected by it. I was supposed to record earlier today, but... Yeah. As of this recording right now, it's 10.05. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely learned my lesson there. <sighs> no getting high while working. Having said all that, we're moving on here. Our tribute to Prince, who died today. Yep, he died the day after 420, which was kind of a drag. And I remember um, that day I, you know, I heard about it from a friend of mine, and of course at first there was a rumor that he had died, but then, um, and of course it turned out to uh, actually be true. And, you know, Prince, you know, along with, uh, Michael Jackson is one of my favorite um, pop artists. You know, I mean, uh, I grew up with Michael Jackson. I liked more Michael Jackson at first. But then as I got older, around the time when Prince was doing the uh, Emancipation album, you know, that's when, like, he had left Warner Brothers and was doing, you know, the Emancipation um, album. That was the one that had, the, you know, his version of Betcha by Golly Wow and... Um, you know, it had a jam of the year. Um, uh, just got a notification from my girl, uh, Sansi, on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> yep, shout out to my girl. Love you. And, uh, anyways, the, that's when I got more into Prince. I mean, I knew that he had done... You know, the songs like, uh, you know, When Doves Cry in 1999 and Little Red Corvette and stuff. But that's when, uh, around that time, I started getting more into him because also um, there was a show on VH1 called, um, I mean, they used to come on VH1 called Timeline. And it would do, like, the artists of, you know, Timeline. They did on uh, Madonna... They did the episode on Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and then one on Prince. And that's when I learned more about Prince's music and um, and what have you. And <clears throat> and I started getting more back into him when um, when he released Musicology, you know, the single, and uh, you know, loved it and. You know, it was like Prince was back. You know, he had that little comeback. And 
you know, I mean, I've loved his music, and, uh, you know, I've collected some of his old albums and greatest hits, and, yeah, just a tremendous artist, and, and you know, he's had, <laughs> I mean, he's had a lot of uh, career resurgences when he was, you know, alive, you know, and, um, you know, I think it's just because, like, people expected another Purple Rain the same way they expected with Michael Jackson, you know, to be another thriller, but the thing is, is um, when you make albums like those that are so iconic and so, um, you know, tremendously good. I mean, it's such great pieces of work. It's hard to top it. And, you know, I mean, it may not be at the same level of that album, but it's still, you know, you still have pretty good works of art. You know, I mean, like uh, Michael Jackson's Bad, I mean... It's nowhere near Thriller. I mean, it didn't sell as many records as Thriller, but it's still a pretty good album. You know, the production and music-wise by Quincy Jones is just incredible. And Prince, I think he's released uh, some albums that were better, if not any better than uh, Purple Rain. And, you know, he's had some... Uh, Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Uh, I think he's also had some good music since Purple Rain, too. You know, I mean, and of course, uh, we're going to get into the songs right here. Top 10. Yep, the top 10 greatest uh, Prince songs of all time. Of course, uh, this is just my list. I mean, I'm sure you all have your list of what you think is better. And before we get into it, uh, here are some honorable mentions. You know, these are the songs that didn't uh, make the cut. One being Purple Rain. Yeah, Purple Rain's a good song, but it didn't make the cut. I know what you all are going to be saying. All blasphemous. But you'll see what comes out number one. Uh, Thieves in the Temple. Uh, that's also an honorable mention. Girls and Boys. Um... You know, my second favorite song, I would say, uh, yeah, my second favorite song off the um, Parade album. Uh, Seven. Sexy Dancer. Uh, which is a song I used in the, um, in the reel on my Instagram to promote this uh, episode. My name is Prince. And I am funky. That's also an honorable mention. Uh, another one, Get Up, and the other one, um, Jam of the Year, and Jam, Jam of the Year is, um, I would say the, um, the second best, um, collaboration between Rosie Gaines and Prince, and, you know, she worked on and off with Prince, you know, she was a member of the New Power Generation band. And, um, I mean, she had, I mean, she first collaborated with Prince, you know, when forming the new Power Generation on the Graffiti Bridge album, uh, you know, ironically the song, the new Power Generation, but, um, but I'd say their best collaboration was, um, you know, Diamonds and Pearls, hearing her vocals on Diamonds and Pearls was just incredible, and she has an, she had an incredible voice, yeah. Um, next, 
Wonderful Ass, which was a um, which was a track that uh that was for the Prince I mean for the Purple Rain soundtrack, but uh, did not make the cut. And actually, the song was offered. No wait, sorry. The there was another song that was um offered to um to the time, but uh, this song didn't make the cut. Uh, unfortunately, and it really is. If you have, oh, sorry, if you have the uh, Prince, um, I mean the Purple Rain, um, you know, sp expanded edition, um, or if you got it on Spotify, uh, you should definitely listen to that song. That song is incredible. Uh, I'm yours, which is on. Prince's uh, first album for you, and it was actually the last song on that album, and it's great, and it really does give you a preview of what he would do with uh, Bambi on the uh, second album. And let's see. Let's Go Crazy. Yep, Let's Go Crazy. That also got an honorable mention. Uh, Controversy. Yeah, which is actually another one of my favorite songs. I love that song, but it got a it got an honorable mention. Uh, Bambi, yep, that also got a got an honorable mention. Uh, Soft and Wet, yep, his uh somewhat first big hit. I mean, the song went topped at number five. Uh, and that was off the first album uh, for you. Next is scandalous yep scandalous from the uh from the batman soundtrack and you know great baby making music right there next bat dance yep bat dance got an honorable mention as well um That Walk, yep, That Walk, uh, that also got our honorable mention, and it's a good jazz song, it was off his, um, you know, The Vault Old Friends for Sale, and, uh, I think Lacey Evans, um, has she, well, I know Lacey Evans from the WWE, I mean, I know she's, uh, doing another version of her gimmick, but, uh, has she continued doing the whole sassy Southern Belle thing, uh, I would definitely choose that as her, um, as her entrance music. Most definitely. Uh, Musicology, yep, Musicology, that also got the honorable mention. And last but not least, the collaboration with, um, Sheena Easton. You got the look. Yep, you got the look. Um, but that's a great song. Of theirs, you know, I mean, one of their best collaborations, you know, and I think it's their their all time best. Uh, with the second one being Sugar Walls, and last but not least, uh, the Arms of Orion, which was also on the Batman soundtrack. And now we're gonna go right in to the countdown, but first let me get something to drink for my mouth. Alright, starting off with the countdown, coming in at number 10, Lady Cab Driver. Yep, Lady Cab Driver. 
Cab Driver, uh, right off the 1999 album, and Prince, uh, he actually collaborated with, uh, Jill Jones on this one, and this was a pretty good song, it's actually one of my favorites, um, you know, I love listening to it, you know, the guitar, the um, synthesizer, I mean, this is just an amazing track, and also, um, some people actually, um, well, some people at the radio stations, um, they actually did not play this song because they thought it was a depiction of rape, you know, the part where Joe Jones is, like, you know, moaning and, and stuff, and while Francis going, like, this is you know, the people you don't pick up in your cabs and, and all that, talking about racism and war and stuff. And, you know, I mean, but, you know, it's consensual sex. It, that's all it is. It's consensual sex. Where they got the idea of rape, I have no idea. But nonetheless, it's a good song, and it deserves the number 10 spot. And now, coming in at Number nine, it is The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. And this is another one of Prince's uh, great ballads here. And, you know, just reading through the, um, reading through the information here on uh, Wikipedia... You know, this is off the uh, Gold Experience, um, you know, Prince's 1995 album. And this, I'm trying to see where it charted here in the United States. Um, let's see, weekly charts. In the United States, it was uh, number three on the Hot 100 Billboard charts it reached number two on the hot r&b and hip-hop songs uh united states mainstream top 40 number three so yeah i think this was um yeah i think this was like prince's like last um chart topping uh song you know i think it was um So I think, yeah, I don't think he, uh, yeah, I think this is as close as he got to number one. Uh, after that, he didn't, they say, like, he didn't get to number one after that. Um, yeah, they said it was the last of his, the last top ten hit on the Billboard chart during his lifetime. Wow. And it's a really good song, you know, it's a good song, and, um, also I have a little personal story with this, um, there's this, uh, girl that, um, that I had a crush on in high school, and, well, she always kept me in the friend zone, you know, and, you know, she only saw me as a friend, and, but, that song, uh, really reminded me, me of her because 
in my opinion, I think she is the most beautiful girl in the world. And I'm not going to say her name, you know, in case she might be listening to this. But, you know, she was a Latina and she looked like um, Selma Hayek. And, and I thought, in my opinion, she was the most beautiful girl in the world. And that's why, um, you know, whenever I hear that song, I always think of her. Because, you know, in my opinion, she is the most beautiful girl in the world. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful women, and I know it's a, you know, it's a selective thing. I mean, there is, there really is no real, true, beautiful girl but in the world, but, you know, I mean, but in my opinion, I think uh, she absolutely uh, is the, um, the most beautiful girl in the world. And now we're going to go in to number eight. And coming in at number eight is 1999. Yep, 1999. And let's see. And it peaked at number 44 on the Billboard Hot 100 list when it came out. It came out uh, September... 24th, 1982, and some actually say that uh, Phil Collins, um, you know, was actually, um, you know, was uh, inspired by, uh, Song Susu Studio was uh, inspired by this. And he actually um, did confirm it, and he says he remembers listening to 1999 frequently while he was on tour with Genesis. So I guess, um, you know, yeah, Susu Studio, I mean, if you listen to the horns and, you know, the beat, you know, there is some similarities to that in 1999. So, um, let's see, uh, Jesse Johnson... Uh, uncredited for backing vocals, um, but of course uh, Jill Jones, uh, she does the vocals for this as well as uh, Lisa Coleman. Yeah, and you know it's just a good song. You know it's about um, you know partying like it's your last day on earth and. Um, And, you know, I mean, of course, it's since then become the New Year's Eve song. You know, anytime it's New Year's Eve, then it's like, uh, you definitely got to play that song. <laughs> yep. Tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. And of course, they used that song when it actually was the year 1999. And it was about to become the year 2000. And everyone thought, oh, the year 2000 and the world's gonna end and... You know, uh, Y2K. <laughs> that turned out to be nothing but bullshit. But, um, yeah, good song. Especially the album version, you know. Especially when in the beginning when he goes, Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I only want you to have some fun. Yeah. 
and you know, and they're yeah, and also Des Deckerson and Lisa Coleman and Joel Jones. I mean, their vocals on this track were awesome, and it kind of makes me wish that Prince had had the band members uh, sing more parts in their songs. You know, I mean, because uh, you know, especially uh, Jill and Lisa. I mean, Jill and Lisa were awesome on that on that track, and so was uh, Des Deckerson. And of course, Des Deckerson would go on to have a hit single, uh, somewhat of a hit single called uh, Modern Air. Yeah. Uh, and of course you can hear him sing that uh, briefly in the in the uh, Purple Rain movie. But, uh, you know, I wish he he had uh, more of a solo career. You know, because uh, he definitely had the potential for it. And unless that's my pick for number eight. And coming at number seven is another song off the uh, 1999 album. Though this was an unreleased track, and it was uh, later released on the expanded edition, um, If It'll Make You Happy. And I've listened to that song on YouTube, and that's a great unreleased track. It sounds like, um, you know, it really does sound like a Bob Marley track, you know, because it has that Jamaican flow, you know, that reggae flow to it. And, you know, the guitar solo, I mean, just awesome. You know, the... You know, I mean, just hearing that, I mean, it's just so incredible. I mean, um, you know, I really wish that Prince had released it, you know, um, because uh, this does sound pretty good. You know, it's a pretty good track, and thus I put it at number seven. All right. Coming in at number six is Uptown, and Uptown was off of uh, Prince's Dirty Mind album, and uh, this was the song that um, I listened to the most, uh, you know, when I got the um, Dirty Mind album, and... <clears throat> You know, just a great song, and it actually did um, talk about a place in Minnesota where uh, Prince um, went to, and the culture there is that, you know, it's all about art, accepting, um, you know, uh, you know, racism and, and stuff, and... And of course, uh, Prince talked about it in, in the song here, and this single uh, went to number five on the United States uh, Billboard Hot Soul Singles and number five on Hot Dance Club songs. And it is just, um, you know, it's just an, an amazing song and. You know, and plus, I if you have the Dirty Mind album, I highly recommend that you listen to it because it is just that incredible. And next, coming in at number four is Diamonds and Pearls. 
And this is another great ballad by um, by Prince here. You know, I mean, him and um, Rosie Gaines, I mean, they did a good collaboration uh, on this one. Um, and just uh, reading through through this uh, here on Wikipedia, you know, the, yeah, I mean, it was just a great song. It was highly recepted, and um, also it hit number one on the hot R&B billboard charts as well, which is uh, amazing to, to hear. Yeah. And also, um, reading... Uh, reading through this whole thing here. Um, yeah, I know that uh, for um, that uh, that Jenny Aoki, uh, she actually appeared in the music video. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny um, Aoki, she uh, appeared in the music video as a kid. Yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just reading through this whole thing here. Let me go to personal. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, her and her little sister, they actually appeared in the, um, in the music video, um, just, uh, well, well, it did talk about it here on, on Wikipedia. I'm trying to read through this. I know this is probably a bad time to do it here on the, as I'm recording this podcast, but, yeah. Um. I guess they don't have that up here. Wait. Oh, her sister, by the way, is uh, Mila J. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, Mila auditioned for and starred as a dancer in Princess Diamonds and Pearls video. Oh, so she, so that was her. In the, so that was her. That was Mila J in the music video, not uh, Jade Aoki. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that was her. That was in the music video. Oh, shame on me. <laughs> uh, the, this is why you don't get high and do your... And, and work. <laughs> Alright. Number four. Uh, my opinion... Uh, Prince's uh, best um, ballad. Well, actually, I would say his best ballad was Diamonds and Pearls, but if I could go for his number two greatest love ballad, I would go with uh, this one right here. Do Me Baby. Yep, that was uh, right off the uh, Controversy um, album. And, of course, that would... Uh, be 
covered. Yep, it would be covered by Melissa Morgan. And he would, I mean, she would do that track in 1986. And, of course, uh, Do Me, Baby. Let's see. Yeah, Do Me, Baby was uh, written by Andre Simone, Prince's... Uh, bass player at this time. Um, and also there's a rumor um, that towards the end of the song when you hear Prince um, you know talking with this girl and you know he says like I'm not gonna stop until the war is over. It sounds like he's having sex with his girlfriend. Um, yeah, there's a legend that says that he was actually doing it. He was actually recording sex with the girl and recording it. And, um, of course, Princess isn't uh, confirmed nor uh, ever denied that. Um, also, I played this for my friend uh, Prima Johnny. Um, and, you know, she was kind of a little taken back by that, um, that story. Also, um... She didn't like it. She didn't like when Prince would do the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, my voice. <clears throat> you know, that whole, uh, high pitch, uh, screaming. You know, she'd be like, ah, she sounds like, he sounds like a woman. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, it's a good, you know, good song. Um, you know, great ballad. Uh, definitely something to listen to when you're trying to make babies. <laughs> Next, coming in at number three, I would die for you. That's off the uh, Purple Rain soundtrack. And, you know, that's just a good song. I mean, whenever you hear that song, that just makes you want to get up and dance, especially when you see the um, the part in the movie when, uh, you know, Prince is at the crowd, and, you know, he's going, I would die for you. And then he... You know, he does, like, the split, and he does the whole, like, uh, going around, you know, like, you know, trembling around and stuff in the high heels. I mean, yeah, that'll definitely make you want to dance. And thus, I put it at number three. Now, coming in at number two... Yep, coming in at number two. Uh, this is the one Batman uh, song that I have on here. Yep, from the Batman soundtrack. It is Party Man. That's right, Party Man. And this comes in at number two because, one, that's what I named one of my alter egos. I, Yeah, one of my alter egos uh, on New Year's Eve, he likes to... You know, he likes to party, you know, gets the big hat and the, the New Year's Eve sunglasses, like the Happy 2000, whatever, insert name there. And, you know, likes to party and, and all that stuff. Of course, uh, I have to rein him in a little bit because I'm no longer drinking. 
But still, you know, he comes out and, and likes to party, you know. Party man. Party man. Party man. I rock the party like nobody can. <laughs> yeah, and that was actually my favorite part in, in the uh, 89 Batman movies when that song plays and, you know, um, you know, the Joker and this man, they're taking over the museum, they're painting over the paintings, and they're playing the song. I mean, it's just uh, amazing. And my friend Prem and I, we actually saw the uh, 89 Batman movie together, and, uh, you know, she was uh, <laughs> she was amazed by that, by that scene. <laughs> yeah. Still to this day, my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie, and whenever that scene comes on, I stop dead in my tracks. Yeah. And finally, coming in at number one, the number one best Prince song of all time, drum roll please, I Wanna Be Your Lover. Yeah, this is my old, that's my all time favorite uh, Prince song. Yeah, my all time favorite Prince song. And, you know, just like the beat, you know, when you hear the, you know, the drum at the beginning of the song, you know, the tsh, and then it goes right into the guitar, you know, the and then, you know, Prince with his vocals, you know, the, I ain't got no money, you know, I mean, it's just incredible, and, of course, I like the uh, the studio album um, better, you know, because it um, you know it plays longer. You know, you hear the and then you hear the guitar solo. I mean, just incredible. I mean, that song came out around the same around the time when the disco era was starting to end. You know, um, and right around when the disco era was was ending you know you had you know prince with i want to be your lover and of course michael jackson with uh you know the off the wall album and the off the wall album you know came around around the time around that time too so you know that's why i consider some people consider off the wall as like maybe like the last great disco album you know because it's uh you know it does have some disco hits you know like don't stop till you get enough and you know, rock with you, of course, um, there's, uh, you know, get on the floor, you know, get on the floor and dance with me, I mean, that's a great disco song, and so is, uh, Burn This Disco Out, which is the last song, uh, on that album as well, and, you know, Prince's second album, it was just a great mis mixture of disco, funk, R&B, rock and roll. I mean, Sexy Dancer and I Want to Be Your Lover. I mean, those are some great uh, disco songs. You know, I mean, that's some... Um, I mean, those are just some great disco songs and great disco music uh, to listen to. But I want to be a lover, my all-time favorite Prince song, and <coughs> <coughs> Woo. sneeze.
And it's one of those songs that whenever I listen to, I mean, it's like, damn, that just gets me in the mood, man. I just love hearing that song. And yeah, that is uh, my number one Prince song. Alright, so before I get out of here, uh, just want to say once again, remind you all that in a few weeks, my other podcast, Matt's World, is going to be coming pretty soon to Spotify, Amazon, and Google. And it'll be a three-day-a-week podcast where I'll be talking about mental health, going to be talking about professional wrestling and comic books and music and all sorts of good things. And it'll be on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays starting May 2nd. And ironically, May 2nd is the first day of um, Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'm going to be talking about mental health on that day. And this Sunday, it is the preview of Marvel in May. Yep, giving you guys a preview of what's to come for the month of May concerning all things Marvel Comics. So make sure that uh, you all tune in for that. And that'll do it. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Again, sorry I was late. But you can blame it on the weed for that. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely not going to be doing marijuana anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to take Stephen A. Smith's advice and stay off the weed. Yep, that's definitely what I'm going to do. And that'll do it. Until then, later, masturbators.